All right, Shabbosai, good morning. Let us begin. Very exciting. Dafed of us today to begin by thanking our sponsors, our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Adar, Paul and Kathy Pollock, for dedicating all the Shurim and Drushos this month in memory of Paul's grandparents, Dina Bas Pesach, Zecharia ben Zecharia, whose yard sites are in the month of Adar, and the merit of our Talmud Torah. And the will have an aliyah and the family a nechama. We also thank our day of learning sponsors, Ephraim and Shifra Abramson, in the zechus for an aliyah neshama for Ephraim's mothers. Her yaitzayit chava bas Moshe Shalom. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, Shalom will have an aliyah and the family a nechama. To thank our dafyomi sponsors, our sponsors for the parak of Arit Psachim, Maishi and Chavi Abramson for dedicating the entire parak as a zechus for the for Daniel Meir Ben Chana and our Dafyomi Shir sponsor today, Samuel Slamowitz, with ongoing appreciation and gratitude for all of the meaningful shiurim. And both with that, let us begin. Good. All right. At least I got through the sponsorship so far. Uh, good. So again, let's let's begin Daf Kof Avav. So today's Daf One Hundred Six. We are picking up in Meretz Hashem. We left off in the middle of the Shema Minos. And on the last line of Kofamid Bay's 105b. So we'll say, so remember again, we had the fascinating Braisa of Hanichnas Lebeitso Bamatze Shabbos. One goes in and enters the house on Matze Shabbos. And from that particular episode, from that particular Braisa, the Gemara gleaned eight different lessons. So we left off again on the last line of Kofamid Bay's 105b. The Gemara says, So again, amongst the lessons learned, we learned the idea that a person who goes ahead and makes the bracha on the coast has to taste from the coast. We also learned the halacha, that once you go ahead and you drink from a kosher bracha, the cup becomes pagum. Pagrabosai means, literally again, means, means damaged, right? And once something becomes, quote-unquote, halachically damaged, it can no longer be used for another mitzvah. So once you go ahead and you drink from a coast, that coast cannot be used for another mitzvah. And again, remember, the Gemara is learning that out from the fact that, remember, we're talking about a case where there was one cup that you had to go ahead and figure out how to use for both benching and havdalah. Shmamina ta'am pagmo, shmamina ta'am mavdil. We also learned the concept that halacha lamaisa, and mostly we'll discuss this in greater depth today, there's going to be an interesting machlokis regarding what happens if one ate before havdalah, right? We learned in yesterday's daf, we even saw the halacha lamaisa, the shulchan aruch, that one is not supposed to eat before havdalah, with the exception of, of, exception of, Water, right? One could drink water before Avdallah, but aside from that, one should not eat before Avdallah. So the interesting question that will come up is what happens if one did eat? What happens if Allah Chalamaisa one ate before Havdalah? So we're going to see an interesting machlok is that there's an opinion that says if you ate on Matzah Shabbos before Havdalah, you don't make Havdalah that night. Instead, you wait until the next day, Sunday, to go out and make Havdalah. The Gemara says, you see from here, Ta'am Mavdil, that even if a person ate before they went out and they made Havdalah, we still make Havdalah that night on Matzah Shabbos. Tap of Kovav, Ushmamino. Omre, Omre Beis Kiddushos Al Kosachad. What else? We learned that you could say two brachas. You could say two brachas on one cup. So we'll say, remember again, even though we said in yet last week's staff, then ain't onus in mitzvos, chavilos, chavilos, that normally we don't go ahead and do mitzvos, bundle. We don't bundle mitzvos. We don't do multiple mitzvos on. I, wait, I waited as long as I could. I waited as long as I could. I'm sorry. Right? So, so, so the, the, see, even though, again, we don't normally say that so we go ahead and we do mitzvahs, chavilos, chavilos. We don't normally bundle mitzvahs. But remember, again, 
when Efshar, when I can't, when I have no choice. For example, for example, in this case over here, normally I would not recite Birkas Hamazon and Havdala on one coast. Because again, that's Osimizos Chavidos Chavidos, but in this case I only have one cup. So because I only have one cup, I do two mitzvahs on one cup. And ultimately, again, just see this b'risa happened to quote the opinion of Beishamai according to Rabbi Yehuda's version. I will say again, for our purposes, that, that last piece is not such an important lesson for us because we don't accept Beishamai's opinion, but rather again, we accept Beis Hillel's opinion, namely that the proper order for Matzish Shabbos is Hagafen, Misamim, Ner and Havdolo. So the Gemara says, Ravashi and Ravashi says, Tamo Pogmo, Okoshal Brachatzar, Shir Chadamelsi. So all Ravashi says is it's not really eight takeaways, but it's really seven takeaways because you could collapse two of the lessons into one lesson, namely which two? The concept of Tamo Pogmo, which means that once you go ahead and you drink from a Koshal Bracha, you make it Pogum. You make it pagum. And therefore, again, you can't use it for another bracha. So Rav Ashi says that concept, the tama pagmo, and kos shal bracha tzarech shir, that a kos shal bracha requires a requisite amount, or at least a revius, Rav Ashi really holds it's one idea. Why is it one idea? He says, vachi kamar, my taima tamo pagmo, why is it that when you taste from a kos shal bracha, you make it pagum? Mishum the kosha bracha tzarech shir because halacha lemaisa kosha bracha requires a shir. So he holds that the idea is once you drink from it, it no longer has the shir, and once it no longer has the shir, therefore it can't be used for another bracha. Now, now the truth is, we actually don't accept that premise because we understand that pagum and shir are really two different things. This goes back to our bracha days. Really two different things. Yes, a kosha bracha requires the shir, right? A kosha bracha has to hold at least the revius. So it's very important. It's very important all the time for kiddush. But as we come up to dalit koso, some. Pesach, right? Again, it's good, you know, Dalat Kosa, we're going to discuss this, but Dalat Kosa has an interesting, an interesting concept because not only are you, not only does the Kos supposed to have shear, but for Dalat Kosa, you're also supposed to drink Rov Kos, the majority of the cup, which is why it's good for Lel HaSeder to use smaller cups. They say you could drink a shir, you could also drink rov kos. So the, we hold the idea, is even if you have a large, very large kos, let's say you have a kos that holds, you know, whatever it is, 10 ounces, much more than the shear. Once you take a sip from that cup, you can't use it for another kosher bracha. So for example, for example, and we'll discuss this in greater depth, let's remember, you can make Kiddush as many times as you want over the course of Shabbos. Many people take advantage of this halacha, right? Meaning the idea is, let's say, I go out and make Kiddush, I'm at home, I make Kiddush, and then my, you know, my, my company was running late, then they came, they asked me to make Kiddush again. Let's say I have a very large coast. I, if, I, if I make Kiddush and drink from that cup, I can't use that wine again for Kiddush. Because once you go out and you drink from it, then halacha lamaisu, you make it pagum, even if the shear is in there. So even if there's multiple revasim in there. Now, of course, we'll discuss there's a way to remedy that. There's a very easy way to remedy a coast that's pagum, which is how you add more wine. So once you add more wine, it's no longer pagum. But I just want to point out, Ravashi understands that pagum and shear are two sides of the same coin. Halacha lamaisa, we, we don't accept that premise. Pagum is one halacha, shear is a different halacha. Rabbi Yaakov bar idi kapit achatzba. So we'll say this is very interesting. Achatzba pegimah. So we'll say, now that the Gemara introduced this concept 
of pogum, right? Pogum literally means like, like deficient or damaged, which means once you drink from a kos shel bracha, you cannot use that same cup to make another bracha. Now, when I say another bracha, I don't mean hagafen. I really mean another mitzvah. You can't use it for kiddush or birkas hamazon. So we'll say now, Rabbi Yaakov Idi says something very interesting. What happens if you have a pitcher of wine? A pitcher of wine and you drank from the pitcher. So this is different, right? So now, so you can imagine, you have a decanter, right? And you go and you drink from the decanter. So now, obviously it's a very, it's a much larger quantity of wine. Does drinking from the pitcher make the entire pitcher pagum or not? So Rabbi Yaakov Ra'idi says yes. He says, even if you drink, it's not just a din in a cup of wine, but even a pitcher of wine. Rav Idi Bar Shisha Kapit Akasa Pegima. Rav Idi Bar Shisha said no. The truth is the din of pagum really only applies to a kos, to a cup of wine. But drinking from a much larger receptacle will not go ahead and make, make the pitcher. For example, he would disagree in the pitcher case. He says the concept of pogum really only applies to you drinking from a cup. But if you're drinking from a larger receptacle, it's not a problem. Mar Baravashi kapit afilu achavisa pigimasa. Listen to this. Mar Baravashi said, even if you drink from a barrel, even if you drink from a barrel, ultimately, again, you would make that barrel pogum. So we'll say, so that obviously is even a much greater, a much, a much greater stringency. So if you look at, look, if you look at the Rashbam, the Rashbam says, afilu achavisa. So we'll say, this is in the intermediate wide lines. About uh, six lines in. Afila achavisa chavios ketanos avalim chavish la iskidola in la hakbid. So the Rashbam adds in something very interesting over here. He understands that chavisa is a reference to a small barrel. A small barrel. That if you drink from a small barrel, you can make the barrel pogum. But the Rashbam says, if you were to drink from a very large barrel, so what's the right if you ever go to a winery, right? They store the wine in these very large barrels. So the Rashbam would say, if you were to drink from the large barrel, that wouldn't make it pogum. So you're both like, what everyone's struggling with is the following, which is everyone agrees that when you go and you drink from a cup, that makes the remaining wine pogum. Can't use it for another mitzvah. The shaila is, how far do you extend that out? So that's the tension over here. So you have, again, you have Rav Idi Barshisha saying, saying it's, o- I'm sorry, you have Rav Yaakov Bar-Idi saying it's a pitcher. You have Rav Idi Barshisha saying it's only a cup. And you have Mar Baravashi saying even a barrel. But the Rashvam saying only a small barrel. Only a small barrel. So we'll say, so, very interesting. So how do we pass in halacha? Because we'll say, this is actually important halacha. Because let, I'll just give you a simple example. Again, you know, you go ahead and you want to sample the wine before you make Kiddush and you take a, a drink out of the bottle. Not suggesting it. But Lamaisi, you do it. So what, what happens if, so what, what's the status now of that bottle of Gabi Kiddush? So, Moses, so now listen to this. So the Shulchan Arach Paskins, this is in Simon Kuf Pei Beis Sif Gimel. Sarek Shalom Yehei Pogum. The wine that you use for Kiddush, and this, this is, this, it happens to be the Halachos that I'm going to over here. Kuf Pei Beis are the Halachos of Birkas Hamos, Halachos of Benching. So he's talking over here about the coast of Benching, but it's the same time, it's the same Halacha. For any time you want to use a coast from it, if you drink from a, so he's talking about Pepashtos a cup, if you drink from a cup of wine, the remaining wine becomes Pagum. Aval, im shafach mimenu lusoch yado, okli, im So however, halacha lamaisa, the only time you make a cup of wine Pagum is when? When you directly drink from the cup. 
But for example, if you were to pour some of the wine into your hands, or you were to pour some of the wines into some of the wine into a different utensil, that does not make the remainder of the cup pagum. And even if you drink from from a pitcher or from a small barrel, you make the remaining wine pagum. Aval im shasa mechavis shalitz kidola ein lahakpid. But if you drink from a large barrel, a large bar- large wooden barrel, you don't have to be makbid. You don't render the rest of the wine pagum. Now, Bosin, interestingly enough, so what the Mishnah, so for example, Shonar says is like, if you were to go over to a large barrel of wine in a winery and you were to drink from the, the spigot on the, on the, so you would not render the rest of the wine in the barrel pagum. Now, the Mishnah comments on this and he says, Fiesh machmirin af Semar Machmir, even with this, Mishnah Bura says, there are those who are Machmir, and one should be Machmir. Therefore, don't drink from the spigot of a large barrel. Okay, so we'll say, the way we conduct ourselves is anytime you drink from a receptacle that contains wine, whether it's something small like a cup or something large like a wooden barrel, we would consider the rest of the contents of that, of that utensil to be pogum and unusable for a kos shel bracha. Incredible. Let's go back. Turn our banan. Zachar Yisrael Meshabbos Lekadshel. Zachar Yisrael Yais. We'll say very interesting Gemara. Bryce says, Pasuk says, sorry. Zachar Yisrael Meshabbos Lekadshel. Remember the Shabbos day to sanctify it. So we learn from here. Zachreyu al hayayim. So we'll say, so remember again, technically speaking, we mentioned this in yesterday's daf, one could fulfill the biblical obligation of Kiddush through a simple recitation, as we do, right? When, when we daven and we say, when we daven Mariv, and we say Vayichulu, that is biblical Kiddush. Well, so, you know, this is a whole discussion in the Mishnah Bura. You know, if you daven, if you daven, you daven Kabbalah Shabbos, you said Vayichulu. So if I daven in Shul, then Halacha again, I have fulfilled the biblical obligation of Kiddush. When I come home, when I come home, so my wife and my children, let's say again, my wife and my daughters are home, so they have not yet fulfilled the biblical obligation of Kiddush, which creates an interesting halachic anomaly. I have fulfilled the biblical obligation of Kiddush. My wife and my daughters have not fulfilled the biblical obligation of Kiddush. So what's the problem now? I'm going to make Kiddush halakos. I am going to be motzi dem der chiv daraisa. But I myself am only chayiv midrabanon. How could a drabanon be motzi adoraisa? So the Mishnah Berurah gives a very simple, a very simple solution. What's the simple solution? Say good Shabbos. Say good Shabbos because technically speaking, when you say good Shabbos, that is also the biblical obligation of Kiddush. Interestingly enough, just any statement, declarative statement that it is Shabbos by definition, fulfills the biblical obligation. So as long as you walk into your house and you wish the members of your house of the Gishabis, which is an important thing anyway, so that, that by the time everybody gets to the table, everybody's only a dirabanan for Kiddush, and you, now you can make Kiddush alakos. Pretty incredible. So the Gemara says as follows, In the Elabayom, I only know that I have an obligation to make Kiddush by day. The Gemara is saying because it says, Zachar es yom ha-Shabbos l'kadsho. minayin. How do I know that there's an obligation to make Kiddush at night as well? Tamud lomar, Zachar es yom ha-Shabbos l'kadsho. Therefore the Pasuk says, remember Shabbos day to sanctify it. So the Gemara says, one second. Balayla minayin. You're asking me, how do I know that I have an obligation to make Kiddush at night? Hadirabo. Iker Kiddusha Balaylahu. Balaylu Kaddish. Tichi Kaddish. 
Tchilas Yoma Boyle Kiddushay. So first of all, again, it makes the most sense that the most intuitive and logical and, 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 and obvious Kiddush is at night. Why? Because we'll say at night is when Shabbos starts. So it makes most sense that the primary Kiddush is going to be at the start of the day. So first of all, first of all, it's interesting that the Gemara takes it for granted that there's Kiddush by day, and the Shaila that the Gemara is asking is Balayla Minayin. What do you mean Balayla Minayin? Of course it's going to make Kiddush at night, because nighttime is the start of Shabbos. Vesu, furthermore, the Gemara asks Balayla Minayin, the Gemara asks the Kasha, from where do I know that I make Kiddush at night? Tamud Lomar, Zohar Es Yom. So the Imar is essentially asking two questions. Question number one is, why do you assume that the primary Kiddush is by day? So that you ask the question, how do I know that I should make Kiddush at night? If anything, it's just the opposite. The primary Kiddush is at night. Why? Because that's the start of Shabbos. So it makes sense that primary Kiddush is at the start of Shabbos. That's question number one. Question number two is then you ask, how do I know that I should make Kiddush by day, excuse me, by night, and what's the Pasuk you quote? Zachar as Yom HaShabbos Lakadsho. Yom seems to indicate day and not night. So what's going on over here? Hachi Kamar. So we'll say, listen to this very important Gemara. This is what we mean to say. Hachi Kamar. Zachar as Yom HaShabbos Lakadsho. Zachreyu alayayin bechini saso. So we'll when the Pasuk says, remember the Shabbos day to sanctify it. From there we learn to go ahead and remember the Shabbos on a glass of wine. At the entrance of Shabbos, which makes sense because the primary concept of Kiddush will be at the start of Shabbos. So, I just want to point out understand the Pasuk when it says, so the Gemara, we saw this in Shabbos, right? The Gemara says that obviously, Zechira is Bidvarim, right? Zechira is through a recitation. The concept of making Kiddush al Hakos is a Dirabanon. But so ultimately what the Rabbanon said is, take the words, take the declarative statement, sanctifying Shabbos, and arrange it on a cup of wine. So the Gemara is, so just don't get confused here, the Gemara is not suggesting that Midaraisa you make Kiddush alakos. The Gemara is just saying like this, Midaraisa, Zohar means Bidvarim, with words. And Chazal said, we would like you to arrange those words over a cup of wine. So when do I do that? Logically, I'm doing that at night at the at the entrance of Shabbos. Only ala balayla. So I only know that there's a din of kiddush at night biyom minayin. How do I know that alachalamaisa? There is a din of kiddush as well by day. Tamad lomar zachar es yom hashabbos. Therefore, we'll say because the pasuk says zachar es yom hashabbos. So we'll say the drush is like this. The pasuk could have just said zachar es hashabbos. And from what would I learn from zachar es hashabbos? What I've learned. They make Kiddush when? At night. Right? Because you can remember. But so now what the Gemara is saying is the most logical, intuitive time, meaning it goes out saying that the Kiddush, of course, is going to be made at night. Why? Because you have to sanctify Shabbos when it enters. When does it enter? At night. So therefore, the Pasuk says you have to make Kiddush, Zachariah Bidvarnum, you have to make Kiddush ultimately at night. How do I know that I also have to make Kiddush by day? Because the Torah essentially adds in an extra word. What's the extra word? Yom. Zohar es Yom HaShabbos. So essentially what comes out is like this. Zohar es HaShabbos teaches me that I make Kiddush by night, at the entry, right? At the beginning of Shabbos, I have to sanctify it with words. Zohar es Yom HaShabbos teaches me that I also make Kiddush by day. So what I suggest you understand the progression over here. The first step is the Doraisa. The Doraisa is Kiddush. What's the Doraisa of Kiddush? How do you fulfill that Doraisa? How do you fulfill Doraisa? 
Words, words. So we'll say again, we fulfill it with, we could do it a number of different ways. It could be Mizmor Shir Yom HaShabbos in Kabbalah Shabbos. It could be Vayichula that we recite in Shemona Esrei. Or after Shemona Esrei, could be a good Shabbos. Or it could be the words of Kiddush. Chazal said, we want you to arrange Kiddush a la kos. So remember again, reciting Kiddush over a cup of wine is a drabanan. What the Gemara here is doing is blending it all together. The Gemara is looking at Friday night Kiddush as a fulfillment of the Doraisa. So now the progression goes like this. I know that when the Torah says, Zohar HaShabbos, that that's obviously referring to Kiddush on Friday night. Because intuitively, you have to sanctify the Shabbos with words at the entrance of Shabbos, right? So I'm going to sanctify it with words, and then I'm also going to add in the cup of wine. That's the Dirabanan. Then the Gemara says, how do I know that also Halacha Lamaisa, I have to recite Kiddush by day? Because the Pasuk says, Zachar as Yom HaShabbos. Didn't have to say Yom. Yom teaches me by day. Beautiful. So ask the Gemara, what's, what is the daytime Kiddush? Oh, right. What what is what is the daytime kiddush? So we'll say what 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 is that kiddush? So I'm so, Rav Yehuda, Bray Priya Gafen. So let's listen to this. Rav Yehuda said, "Ulechol bnei Yisrael lo yecharatz kalev l'shono." And it was an incredible, incredible thing. You know, the Gemara says that when when you hear dogs barking, one of two things: either it's the Malach Hamavas or Eliyahu Navi. It's a halavai to be Eliyahu Navi. Mir Tzashem. Says the Gemara. I'm Rav Yehuda. So what? What's Kiddush by day? What's Kiddush by day? So Gemara says Rav Yehuda says Bar Priyagafen. Bar Priyagafen. That is the entirety of the Kiddush by day. So says the Gemara as follows. So we'll say. So now this is very interesting. Um, all right, let's read a little bit weiter. Rav Ashi Ikla Lemechuza. So we'll say. Listen to this story. So now th- this is the this is the totality. Of Kiddush by day. We spoke about this already in yesterday's daf a little bit. There is no additional bracha of Kiddush. Kiddush by day. I'm assuming it's Scott's, it's Scott's dog. Um, so, what, what are you going to do? Okay, I get nervous when people say they're going to handle something. All right. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> yeah, comes in different forms. So, I'll say, so the Gemara says as follows. So, have you who this says, break Priyagafen. So the, the Kiddush by day, Kiddush by day, by definition is just Borei Priyagafen. So now the Gemara tells an incredible story. Wow. Okay, nice. Well done. So the Gemara says as follows. Ravashi Ikala Mechuza. Ravashi went to the city of Mechuza. Both listen to this story. Amrulay, so he came to Mechuza. He was there for Shabbos. So it's Kiddush on Shabbos. Shabbos day in Mechuza. Amrulay, they said to him, Likdash lan mar Rabba. Rabbi, Ravashi. Please make for us the great Kiddush, Kiddush Rabba. So listen to this. So the Gemara says, Savar, mainihu Kiddush Rabba. So Ravashi said, What is Kiddush Rabba? I never heard of this before. What is this great Kiddush? So Ravashi said to himself as follows Amr, Michti Kalabrachas Kulamre Priyagaf and Amri Beresha. So let's listen to this. Amri Beresha. So let's listen to this. Ravashi said, Well, look, I don't know what Kiddush Rabba is, but here's what I know. Every Kiddush has as part of it, very Priyagafen, right? So listen to Rav Ashi Shap. He says like this. So I'm going to say, So Rav Ashi says like this. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say, the, I'm going to start with the bracha of Priyagafen. means I'm going to go ahead and look at Rash, the Rashbam. boladas em yisarhev echad mehem lishtos obekach yovin the Bari Priyagafen Regila Lomar Vesulo. Boss, listen, Ravashi has this great chap. 
I'm going to say Brei Priyagafen, and I'm going, to, I'm going to prolong the bracha a little bit, a little bit of chazonus, a little bit of chazonus, and then I'm going to prolong the bracha, and see what people do. See what people do. So watch this. So as he's prolonging his Brei Priyagafen, you know, there's always that guy at the Kiddush, right? Who's the guy at the Kiddush? Right, he hasn't eaten in 41 minutes, so now again, he can't wait for Ravashi to finish the Kiddush. So as Ravashi is doing his Chazonis thing, Azakina, older guy, is already, he's already digging into the challenge, or he's already drinking his wine. So I will say, so what did Ravashi say? He said what they called Kiddush Rabba was what? Was what? Just the bracha of Borei Prihagafen. That was the totality of their Kiddush. So what happened? So, before he even finished the Brei and as he was doing his Chazonis, he saw there was an older gentleman who had begun to drink already. Ultimately, again, so he said about himself, quoting the Pasuk from Kohelas, the wise one, literally again, Enav Berosha, Rabosa is another way of saying is able to foresee the future. That a wise person is able to think ahead. So Rav Ashi, again, doesn't know. He, when they ask him to recite Kiddusha Rabba, he does not know what Kiddusha Rabba is. He knows for sure that whatever it is, it includes Bari Priyagafen. Let me prolong the bracha a little bit and see. Because his chap was like this. If there was more to come after Bari Priyagafen, people would still remain at attention. But if it was only Bari Priyagafen, and he dragged on the bracha, as happened when people drag things on, Somebody tends to lose patience and begins to eat. So he saw that sure enough, the zakin began to eat, and therefore he realized that it was just very pragafan. So I will say, it's interesting to learn about this. You know, so in the schema, I thought to myself, why didn't Rav Ashi just ask? Right? When they ask him to recite Kiddush Rabba, why doesn't he just say, by the way, what's Kiddush Rabba? So I will say, so perhaps, perhaps it's important to know, Rav Ashi was the Rashi Shiva of Surah. He was Rashi Shiva of Surah. So it could very well be that he felt that it was not covered at Torah for him to ask what Kiddusha Rabbah was. It's possible that I will say sometimes, you know, the covet of a Talmud Chacham is not his own covet. The covet of a Talmud Chacham is covered at Torah. Is, is the covet of Rosh, which is why there are certain things that a Talmud Chacham could be mevatar on, certain things that a Talmud Chacham could say, I'm not makbid on my covet, but other things that a Talmud Chacham cannot yield in his covet. Because again, his covet is not his own. His covet is the covet of Torah, his covet is the covet of Ibn Shalom. So it could very well be that Rav Ashi felt, and this was obviously a public setting, he's a scholar in residence, you know, He's a scholar in the city of Mechuzah. So again, they're asking to recite Kiddush but this is obviously a public thing. He could have felt that it just wasn't covered at Torah for him to ask what Kiddush was. So he figured, you know what? I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll figure it out. What, what, what else could it be? He didn't know. Obviously, from, in, Rav Ashi's own, in Rav Ashi's own experience, all there was was Bari Priyagafen. He figured, let me try this. And sure enough, it worked. Now, I'll point out something very interesting to you. So if you look at the Rashbam, go back a little bit in the, in the second wide line of the Rashbam. So I'll say, this is indeed this halacha lamaisa. Kiddush by, we, so today, based on this Gemara, we call the daytime Kiddush, Kiddusha Rabba. In fact, in some Siddharam, it's actually printed this way. Kiddusha Rabba, which of course, I'll say, is an interesting lashon because what is Kiddusha Rabba comprised of? All Kiddush by day is, is Bray Priyagafen. 
It's very, well, it's very important because sometimes if a person doesn't have a siddur, you, do, you don't have to fumfer over Zachar Samah Shabbos Lekatsha if you don't know it. In other words, if a person doesn't have the psukim in front of them, all you have to say is Borei Priyagaf. And the fact that we append some psukim onto it, that's a very beautiful thing, but that's not really part of, that's not part of the Kiddush. So look at the Rashbam for just a moment. Avram Yehuda Amarav. So, so again, the Rashbam says, Asoi Kasa Dechamra, Ubruchi Umishti, Mishum Kavit Shabbos. So both say, see, here's what's interesting. Why do we do this on Shabbos day? Right? Think about this for just a moment. We've already agreed that I will say, when is biblical Kiddush? When is there a dinner of biblical Kiddush? At night. Right? At night. Which makes sense. The concept of biblical Kiddush applies ultimately again at night at the entrance of Shabbos. So it could very well be that what the Gemara is saying beforehand is that Halacha Lamaisa, there is another form of biblical Kiddush by day, Zohar es Yoma Shabbos. But no one really seems to feel that the daytime Kiddush is biblical, right? It seems to me everybody is agreeing that Halach Lamaisa, the daytime Kiddush, is rabbinic. Vaharaya, both say if it was biblical, what would it have? If it was biblical, what would it have? It would have a brach of Kiddush. Remember again, Friday night, you make a brach of Kiddush, Mekadesh on Shabbos. Shabbos day, there's no brach of Kiddush, as we just said, it's Bari Priyagafen. So if it's Bari Priyagafen, that clearly indicates that it's not a biblical obligation. If it's not a biblical obligation, then ultimately again, what am I doing with this daytime Kiddush? So we'll say, this Rashbam is quite fascinating. Rashbam says, Umishte Mishum Kavit Shabbos. Daytime Kiddush is a din in Kavit Shabbos, honoring the Shabbos. How so? So he says, Lechalik b'midah Shabbos, l'midah schom, shu'inyan shir, shein omim shira ela al hayayin. V'hachi b'mefarish b'shi'iltos t'rav achai, parashas v'ayishma yosof. So we'll say, this is beautiful. Why do you make Kiddush by day? To distinguish between a Shabbos lunch and a weekday lunch. That's, that's the chilek. That a weekday lunch, now, let's say a weekday lunch, you might very well wash. So, right, washing is not necessarily a distinction. That's true. Shabbos day, you have Lech Mishnah. The Pashtas, you're not going to have that during a weekday meal. But the way we distinguish between a weekday meal and a Shabbos meal is ultimately, again, by saying Shira before the meal. And Shira, the Gemara teaches us, in Shira, Ela Al Hayayin. The most Bakavadik Shira is ultimately, again, said, over wine. This is Gemara Masechah's brachas as well. Shira So the Rebbe says, it's quite beautiful. So therefore, really, it turns out as follows. Really, what daytime Kiddush is, it's quite beautiful, it's Shira. It's Shira. So halacha lamaisa again, and why do I sing Shira before daytime, before the daytime meal? To distinguish between Shabbos lunch and a regular lunch. So I say Shira before the meal, Shira is only set over a cup of wine. That's daytime kids. It was like quite, quite beautiful. Good. Amar Amri Bnei Rabbi Chia. So Zeri Rabbi Chia said as follows. Um, okay, we're good. Amar Bnei Rabbi Chia. Mishlo Hevdal Matzis Shabbos. Ma'av the Holy Kol Shabbos Kula. So we'll say if you don't make Havdalah, switching back. Havdalah. If you don't make Havdalah Matzis Shabbos, you can make Havdalah throughout the entire week. Now, what does that mean? Ve'at Kama. How how long? Um, Rabbi Zeira ad Revi'i b'Shabbos until Wednesday. And I both say now, just understand what does until Wednesday mean? It means until Tuesday night, right? It means you can make Kiddush Sunday, Monday, Tuesday until Tuesday night. Till Tuesday night. So the Gemara says, Kihad Yosef Rabbi Zeira kamed Ravasi ve'Amri la Ravasi kamed Rabbi Yochan of the Yosefik Amar le'Inyan Gitten. Well, say where do you learn this from? This is fascinating. From Gitten, what do we find by Gitten? 
Chada b'shabsa, Trey b'shabsa, Utlasa b'shabsa, Utlasa b'shabsa, shabsa. For getting purposes, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday are considered to be, are considered to be after Shabbos, and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are considered to be before Shabbos. Now, we'll say, now what does this have to do with anything? Look at Rashbam, Linyan Gin, this is great. Linyan Gin, Im Amrla Hareze Gitech Amenas Shetitni Li, Reish Zuz Acher HaShabbos. Amenas Shetis Name Li Kodem HaShabbos. Let's listen to this. Let's say a man gives a, a woman a get with a condition. You can give a conditional get. So a man says to a woman, I hereby give you this get on the condition that you give me 200 Zuz after Shabbos. So we'll say, see now, when interpreting that tonight, what does after Shabbos mean? So after Shabbos means Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Now let's say a man says to a woman, you have, must give me 200 zuz before Shabbos. Before Shabbos could mean Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So just, it's very interesting. Just like by a get, before Shabbos and after Shabbos. So after Shabbos, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Before Shabbos, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So too, if you miss Havdalah on Monday, Shabbos, you could say Havdalah after Shabbos. As long as you can, essentially... You could say Havdalah in the part of the week that is still tethered to the previous Shabbos. Which part of the week is tethered to the previous Shabbos? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Incredible. Incredible. So the Gemara says as follows. However, however, the Gemara says, uh, They both say, when we say that you recite, when you recite uh, Havdalah, you could recite Havdalah Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, that refers to the bracha of Hamavdul ben Kodesh Lechol on a cup of wine. But it comes along the Gemara says, but you won't use Eish. You won't use fire. Now, why won't you use fire? The Rashbam says, Im lo beirach al ha'or, last Rashbam, Im lo beirach al ha'or, bar mirah Eish, b'matzei Shabbos, shuv eno mevarech. Kach nirali etam ha'davrek, in the same makam shenagu, eno mevarech mbo ela b'leo matzei Shabbos, hol t'chilas b'yasu Eish. We'll say, why do we, why do we make a bracha bar mirah Eish on matzei Shabbos? Why? Because Masih Shabbos is when Hashem created fire. So the symbolism of fire, of course, we discussed also that fire also represents dynamic activity, but the idea is the primary symbolism is the creation of fire. So therefore, fire is only used when you make Havdalah Masih Shabbos. So the Shonach brings in, there's one more thing you omit if you don't make Havdalah Masih Shabbos, and that is the summon. Because once you remember again, what's the role of the Because the Neshama is sad after the departure of Shabbos, the Bissamim are Ma'orer, they take care of the eats of the sadness of the neshama. So both say, and this is indeed halacha lemaisa. So if you miss havdalah on Matzei Shabbos for some reason, halacha lemaisa, you could recite havdalah on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. But the havdalah that you recite during the week is only going to be the bracha of Priyagafen and the bracha of Hamavdol being called the shlachol. Once you miss Matzei Shabbos, you no longer make borei maorei haish. Nor do you make bore mine besam. Quite beautiful. Amra Barona, Amra. Both say this is. I mean, it's hard to get over this, right? It's it's really hard to get, to get over this. I feel like if we had the coffee station back in the shul, I feel like there'd be a little bit more excitement about these gemaras, right? Because right, Moshe David, you're on this. You got this? Okay, good. So I'll say, so maybe like a cappuccino maker or something. Maybe we could up our espresso. We could up our game a little bit. We'll say, but these, these are like, these are like incredible gimars. Line after line. Line after line are just incredible. Some Rabbonah Marafs. We'll say, Rabbonah Marafs. Maybe I should unmute the Zoom Chevra. Maybe there'd be a little bit more uh, excitement. Although half of their pictures are off. So I don't know what that means. It could be that they're napping. So, so the, the gimar says as follows. I'm Rabbonah Marav. So I will say, so again, Rabbona says the name of Rav as follows. Hanotel, Omud Beis. Hanotel Yod of Lo Yikadish. I will say, this is a great case that is going to open the door to an incredible, incredible halacha. 
So we'll listen to this. So Rabbi is in the name of Rav. If a person washes, so we'll say, here, here's the situation. Here's the situation. It's Shabbos. It doesn't really matter Shabbos night, Shabbos day. It's all the same thing. So we know that the, the Gemara is assuming the normal order of things is you make kiddush. So we'll say, right, if we're setting up our optimal experience, what's the optimal experience? What do you have on the table at the time of kiddush? Nothing, right? Your lecha mishnah at most, right? Your lecha mishnah. Literally, the truth is, you're supposed to have your lecha mishnah because your lecha mishnah. I'm sorry. Hey, right, correct, correct. You're gonna calm down. You're gonna drink your wine. All right, we'll get there. Take, take it easy there. All right, so, so again, so say, so, so yeah. So you can you can have your kiddush cup. You can have your wine. You can have your lecha mishnah covered because that establishes your 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 kiddush makom suda, but nothing else. And then you'll make your kiddush. You'll go wash. You'll have your motzi. Then you'll bring everything out. Fine. So we'll say, but here's the following case. Let's say somebody washed before Kiddush. They just washed, whatever the Messias is. So we'll say, so now watch this. So Rabbi Bruno says the name of Rab, if you washed before Kiddush, lo yikadish. You shouldn't make Kiddush. Now what does it mean you shouldn't make Kiddush? Look at the Rashbam. This is very, very, very exciting. So I say, now watch this. What, the, what Rav is saying is like this. If you washed before Kiddush, you, the person who washed, should not make Kiddush. Rather, what should you do? You should listen to someone else's Kiddush and be Yotze with the other individual's Kiddush. But one second. Isn't that a hefzik? Right? Between, between washing and Hamotzi? No. Since you're not the one reciting the Kiddush, I'm just going to read. So listen to this. In general, in general, let's take a step back. So in general, the reason I'm not, I'm not, uh, makes sense. I'm not going to make Kiddush and then wash. Why? Because they're both saying, again, I'm sorry, let me say it differently. I'm sorry, I'm not going to wash and then make Kiddush because the recitation of Kiddush will be a hasechadas, will be a lapse in awareness. When you wash, you're supposed to wash and eat as quickly as possible, right? And there shouldn't be anything interrupted between your washing and your Kiddush. So therefore, again, under normal circumstances, I make Kiddush, then I wash. In this case, we'll call him Ruvain. Ruvain washed first. So really, we don't want Ruvain making Kiddush. Why don't we want Ruvain making Kiddush? Because if he actively makes Kiddush, right? Even if he himself doesn't drink the wine, the recitation of Kiddush by definition is an interruption <coughs> between the Netila and Hamotzi Lechem Min Haaretz. Therefore, Rav says, it's very simple, Ruvain, be quiet, don't say anything. You don't make Kiddush. Let Shimon make Kiddush. You'll listen to Shimon's Kiddush. Yo, Shimon will drink it. And you'll be Yodzeh with Shimon's Kiddush. But this way, because you are silent, there's no Hesach There's no lapse in awareness between your Natilas Yadayim and your, and, and your Hamotzi. And you're good to go. Finished Rashbam. The Gol Shekane, he says, Okay, he goes on. He says, so we'll say, now watch this. So what Rav says, so this is what you do. Normally, again, I will say, normal order is Kiddush, 
Then it goes then, then Hamotzi. If Ruvain messed up the order and he washed first, and he already made the Rach of Alan Tiyos Adayim. So we'll say, so we, we're not going to say to him, oh, just Ruvain, just go make Kiddush. Why won't we tell him to make Kiddush? Why not? Because then it's Hezekadas. If it's Hezekadas, then what? He has to wash again. If he has to wash again, then what? Another bracha. Which means that he's goring another bracha. We don't like people making brachas unnecessarily. So therefore, Rav says, Ruvain, if you mistakenly washed before Kiddush, not a problem. This is fine. We could salvage the situation. Just be quiet. Don't recite Kiddush. Be Yotze with Shimon's Kiddush. Right? Now, again, Ruvain is going to listen. Ruvain's not going to drink. He's just going to listen quietly. And therefore, again, let Shimon make Kiddush. Shimon will be Motsim in Kiddush. Shimon will drink. Rabbi remember we established that in order to be Yosei someone's Kiddush, you don't have to drink. I was say, it's a nice thing to drink from the Kiddush wine, but you don't have to drink from the Kiddush wine in order to be Yosei. So Ruvain, just be quiet. Listen attentively. You'll be Yosei. You'll salvage your Natila Sedayim. Let Ruvain make Kiddush. Everybody will go wash. They'll make Hamotzi. Shalom Ayisra. Shalom Ayisra. I'll say, now watch this. This gets wild. So Rav Yitzchak Barshmuel Bar Marta says back to Rav Barona who quoted Rav Akatil Nachnaf Sheidirav. Rebbe Rebbe isn't even dead yet. Shachachinu Lishmaisa say, and you've forgotten his rulings. Zimnin Sagian Hadahava Kamina Kamidrav. Many times I was in front of Rav. I will say, watch this. Zimnin Dichaviva Ale Rifta Mekadisha Rifta. Sometimes when Rav was more in the mood for challah than for wine. Craziness. <laughs> Craziness. Whoever heard of such a thing like this? But apparently, again, sometimes Rav wanted challah more than wine. So what happened? He would make Kiddush on bread. On challah. Sometimes he liked wine better, so he made Kiddush on wine. So we'll say, now watch this. Let's analyze this just a moment. I will say, how do you make Kiddush on challah? How do you make Kiddush on challah? Right, what's the order? Step one? Wash. wash. Right, step one, wash. Then you recite Kiddush. Regular Kiddush. Yom HaShishi, Be'chosh Ma'amaretz, regular Kiddush. Then, Sabimar Abraham, 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 Hamotzi Lecha Mina Aretz. Then, the bracha of Kiddush, Mekadesh HaShavaz. Then, then, you sit down to eat your challah. That's how you make Kiddush. That's how you make Kiddush over Chala. So, so comes along Rav Yitzhak Rashmuel and says to Rabbi what are you talking about? You're quoting Rav is saying that Allah Chalamaisa, if you washed first, you can't make Kiddush. But yet Rav himself sometimes would make Kiddush over Chala. Now I will say, now the truth is, they're not contradicting each other. They're talking about two different cases, right? Rav Barona is talking about a case where halacha lamaisa again, Kiddush is being made over wine. Ruvain accidentally washed first, washed first. So that case, Rav would say, listen, again, we don't want you making another on the So therefore, again, just be silent. Don't recite Kiddush. Be say with someone else. Be with someone else. All Rav Yitzhak Bashul is coming along and saying this, by the way, by the way, you know, you could also make Kiddush on Chalah. And now the novelty over that's being expressed is that Allah Chalamaisa, Rav would make Kiddush over whatever he was in the mood for, which is quite fascinating. So if he was more in the mood for Chalah, he would make Kiddush over Chalah. If he was more in the mood for wine, he would make Kiddush over wine. Now, both say, now understand, 
it's not just that, so it's not just the difference of what you're making Kiddush over, depending on what you're making Kiddush over, fundamentally changes the order of everything. Because if halacha lamaisi, you're making Kiddush, ultimately again over chala, then what? You're washing first. But I will say, what does come out of something very interesting. Obviously, if you're making Kiddush over chala, Kiddush is not what? It's not a hefsek. Which I will say makes sense. Because halacha lamaisa, the definition of a hefsek is what? What's the definition of a hefsek? Something that is extraneous to what it's all said. This is why this is very important. You know that halacha lamaisa, if let's say you made hamotzi, and this, this is a scene that, that plays itself out in many a Jewish home, and somebody forgot to bring the knife to the table. So first of all, the easiest thing, if somebody forgot to bring the knife to the table, so what do you do? Get up, right? Get up, right? That's number one. But let's say, again, some people are royalty, they don't get up and get their own knife. So you know what happens? Like, people start playing a game of charades, right? Da, 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 right? Da, this, da, that. And no one has any idea what you're talking about, right? So as you know, the Mishnah Buddha says, you could say, knife. Now, I don't know that barking knife at someone is going to have a good, a good, really good, good impact on your shalom bias or anything else for that matter. But Lamaisa, it's not a half sick. It's not a half sick. Why is it not a half sick? Because again, it's not extraneous, right? So if you say something that has nothing to do with Hamotzi, that's a half sick. So this is very interesting. So when you're making Kiddush on Chala, see, this was the point that Rabbi Yisach was trying to make. Rav Barona quoted Rav as saying that if you washed and then you make Kiddush, that's a half sick. Rav Barona was, Rav Yitzchak was saying, you see according to Rav, it's not a half sick. It's not really fair. You're right, Kiddush is not a half sick when, for, for, for Netezdaim, when? When you're making Kiddush on bread, right? So when you're making Kiddush on bread, so ultimately, again, then Kiddush is not a hefsik between the Tilas and and Hamosi, which makes sense. That's because the past, the bread, the chalo, is the primary, is the primary utensil, the primary kli, the primary entity for Kiddush. That's when Kiddush is not a hefsik. But if you washed, if you washed, and then you're making Kiddush Alayayin. If you were to recite that Kiddush, Enachinami, that could be a half six. So I will say, what comes out of here is something very interesting. Is that Allah so first of all, are being introduced to the idea that you can make Kiddush over Chala, which is really quite interesting. That's number one. Number two, we're also being introduced to is, at least according to Rav, you could choose to make Kiddush over whatever you want. So if you're starving and you want your challah now, right? You want your challah now and you want to make Kiddush over your challah, you, according to Rav, we'll see if that, we'll see the Shekhanarach is not like that, but according to Rav, halacha you can go ahead and make Kiddush over your challah. We also see that if you do make Kiddush over challah, wash first, regular Kiddush, just substitute hamotzi, ultimately again for our priyagafen, then the rest of Kiddush, and after Mechadesh HaShabbos, you sit down, you sit down, and Halacha Lamaisi, you go ahead, and you make, you, you, you break bread. You go ahead and you cut your challah, and you eat your challah. And I will say, take a look at the Rashbam for just a moment. The Rashbam says over here, the Chavivale Rifta, Sheyeroiv Mechadesh HaRifta, Amolo Boy Netila Achrisi. Okay, so we have to go for the rest of this, uh, so we'll say, so how, how do we deal with this halacha lamaisa? So we'll say, this is actually quite fascinating. And, and if you're a yekah shaju, right, the yekahs, well, let, let's see the Shulchan Arach. So Shulchan Arach says as follows, this is in Simon, Reish Ayin Aleph Sif Yud Beis. Achar Shi Kadesh Alakos, Reish Ayin Aleph Yud Beis. Achar Shi Kadesh Alakos, Notel Yadav, Umevarech Anletil Asadayim. So far, so good, right? After your site bench, after your site Kiddush, you wash your hands, Anletil Asadayim. But if you went ahead and you washed your hands prior to Kiddush, you didn't tell us dying first, then Gali Daite Derifta Chavivalai, 
So we'll say the way the Mechaber Paskin is like this. The proper order on a regular Shabbos is Kiddush Alayayin and then the Tila Sedayin. But if you washed before Kiddush, so the Mechaber says, that clearly shows that what? That Allah Chalamaisa, you want Chalah more than you want wine, which is fine, but then you should make Kiddush over your Chalah. That's what the Mechaber Paskins. The Rabbi say, get ready for this. V'yesh Omrim, this is the Ramah. V'yesh Omrim, the Ramah says, there are those who say, you should always wash first. Wash, wash first before Kiddush. Even if what? Even if you're making Kiddush on wine. Even if you're making Kiddush on wine. So I will say, this is the opinion of the Rosh, the Mordechai in Arvei Pesachim, in Arvei Pesachim, v'chein minag pashit b'medinos elu. And the Ramah writes, this is the minog. This I see Michael shaking his head, right? The Yekas always love this. Right? So I'll say, so listen to this. And this is the minog. This is the minog. This is the minog among Ashkenazic Jewry to go ahead and wash first before Kiddush. We'll say, not Kiddush on bread. Regular Kiddush on Friday night. Regular Kiddush on Friday night. You go ahead and you wash first. You sit down, you go ahead, or you, you, you make Kiddush al-Yayim, drink your wine, and then what do you do after you drink your wine? Right after you, what do you do? Hamotzi lechem You wash first. He says, ve'ein l'shanos. He says, you should not change this minog, says the Ramah, with the exception of Belal Pesach. This is great. All of our worlds are coming together. This is incredible. One exception, Lel Pesach. Pesach night, Seder night is going to be the one exception where everyone agrees you don't go ahead and wash before, wash before Kiddush. Rambo say, that's obvious. Why don't you wash before Kiddush on Pesach night? Because remember, there's a huge half second. Remember, you're not eating hamotzi, right? Till motzi matzah. Till motzi matzah. So that's much later on. So the Ramah will say, even those who go ahead and normally wash before Kiddush, right? Wash. Regular Kiddush, drink your wine, then Hamotzi will agree that on Leil Pesach, of course you don't do that. You don't do that ultimately again because there is too much of half sex. So I'll say, let's take a look at this because this is mind-blowing. And I'll say, the also reason why this is mind-blowing is because this is the Ramah. This is the Ramah. Yet again, I would venture to say that most of us, if, unless, unless if you're of Germanic descent, do not do this. So what's the Pshat? Where does this come from? And why does the Ramah say that this is the proper Poshtachatila? So listen to this. So the Mishnabura explains. He says, The first thing we learn is that Kiddush is not really called the Hafsik, which makes sense. Why isn't Kiddush Hafsik, say Why not? Think about this, just in general. In general, why, why wouldn't Kiddush be called a hefzik? If you were, if, let's say if you were, if you were to go ahead and wash on the Tila Sadayim, then make Kiddush, sorry, on a cup of wine. Why is that not called a hefzik to your hamotzi? Why not? Because you have to say Kiddush before you eat. Let's say, remember again, Kiddush, you can't have a Sudan Shabbos. You can't eat your hamotzi without a Kiddush. So it's not extraneous. It's part and parcel to the consumption, of the consumption. So once I establish that Kiddush is not a hefsik, So listen to this. The Ramah Sar is very large. The Ramah Sar is very, is very clear. The Ramah Sar is like this. Number one, Kiddush is not a hefsik. Right? That, that's Aleph. Kiddush is not a hefsik. Why isn't Kiddush a hefsik? Because Halach again, 
Kiddush is not extraneous. Kiddush is necessary to the Suda. So that's Aleph. That's Aleph. Beis Ramah says, let's see you don't have wine. So what do you make Kiddush on if you don't have wine? If you don't have wine, pass. Right? Bread. And how do you make Kiddush Allah pass? What do you do first? Natiya Zadayim. So we'll say, essentially what the Ramah says is like this. Since there's a scenario, a situation where you'd have to wash first anyway, and Kiddush is not a half-sick, the Ramah says, let's just create Kiddush uniformity. Just create Kiddush uniformity. It shouldn't be that Kiddush looks one way, this time looks one way, a different time. Let's just make it uniform. And what's the only way you could make Kiddush uniform, and it's uniform under all circumstances, is how? Wash first. Wash first. That way, again, it's uniform. So no matter, no matter whether you're making Kiddush, remember, so Marashach, if you're making Kiddush on wine and you wash first, is it a problem? No, because Kiddush is not a half-sick anyway. And if you're making Kiddush halapas, anyway, you'd be washing first. So the Ramah therefore says, let's just make it uniform. It's not the Ramah, it's the Rosh. Right, the Mordechai. Let's just make it uniform. One size fits every single situation. Therefore, the Ramah says, always wash first, then make Kiddush. And if you're making Kiddush on wine, fantastic. Make your Kiddush on wine, drink your Hagafen, and then immediately afterwards, make your Hamotzi. Now watch this. He goes on. He says, So again, the Ramah's logic is just create a uniform practice. So we don't have to get into a situation of, oh, this week I have wine. Next week I don't have wine. So this week Kiddush looks like this. Next week Kiddush looks like that. Just create a uniform practice. And the only way to create a uniform Kiddush practice is to go ahead and wash first then Kiddush, whatever you're making Kiddush over. If it's wine, make your Hagafen, drink your wine, and then your Hamotzi. If it's just Hamotzi, then finish your Kiddush, Mechadosh HaShabos, and then ultimately again, eat your Challah. Now, I both say, now what, what's, the, what's the pushback to this? So the Ramos says, this is the Minak, don't change. The pushback says, says the Mishnah Bura, this is Sifkan Samech so listen to this. The Mishnah quotes other opinions and they say no, 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 no. That, that many opinions argue on this rush and the Mordechai that the Ramah quotes and they say no. It's true. If you're making Kiddush on Chala, you wash first, then Kiddush, then Chala. But if you're making Kiddush on wine, Many opinions hold that halacha it is better to make Kiddush first on the wine, then wash, then make your hamotzi. Why? Because we see, at least according to one opinion in the Gemara, that halacha some do consider Kiddush to be a half-sick. So in order to go ahead and satisfy everyone's opinion, don't wash before Kiddush. So I just want to point out something very interesting. There's a lot of halachic literature about this, because usually the yekas are the minority. Baruch Hashem. Right? Sorry. Right? Usually yekas are the minority. It is fascinating here that in this particular situation, general Ashkenazic practice is not like the Ramah. Right? General Ashkenazic practice is not to always wash first, but in fact is to go ahead and first make it, assuming you're making Kiddush on wine. So we'll say, so general Ashkenazic practice is as follows. If you're making Kiddush alayayin, make your Kiddush, Drink your wine, then it tells them that Hamotzi. Of course, if you're making Kiddush a la pas on Chalo, you will wash first, then you'll make your Kiddush. Now, obviously, no Hagaf, you'll make Hamotzi. Mikadesh Hashabbos, eat your Chalo. So, we'll say, so again, there's a lot of halachic literature as to why exactly general practice. 
does not go like the Rama, you see according to the Mishnabura, because why would we adopt the general practice that some disagree with? In other words, there is an opinion that holds that Kiddush is a hefzik. So therefore, again, if you don't have to wash first, then don't wash first. But I will say something very interesting. The post can bring down that even if one does not normally conduct themselves like this, if you need to do this in order to make things easier, you're allowed to do so. We'll say, where does this come up all the time? Sukkis. Sukkis is a great... We'll say, Sukkis presents a little bit of a logistical issue because what happens? Many homes. You get everybody into the sukkah for Kiddush and then what? Everybody's got to go back into the house when it doesn't come back out. So the post can actually bring down that for Kiddush, if you want to go ahead and avail yourself of the Mirag of the Ramah to go ahead and wash first before Kiddush, that one could do so. That one could do so. Again, just interesting. Again, I, I don't know. If, I, I don't know the Lechatechila necessarily one should do that. But, but again, but so, sometimes there are significant, like, like, I, I like, like, you know, people, especially who live in apartment buildings, this comes up all the time. If you live in, you know, if you live in a, if you live in a house and the sukkah is really just a question of going, you know, from the deck inside. So, okay, it might be annoying, but it's not really an inconvenience. But a person lives in an apartment building. So again, going into the sukkah for Kiddush, coming back out, coming back out for the test time, that could really go ahead and represent a hardship. One could definitely rely on the Ramah and go ahead and wash first, wash first, and then ultimately again come out for Kiddush and do everything once you're in the Sukkah. Let's just do another line because we have just another two minutes. Look at the Ramah. Finish up. So if you say name of Rav, if you ate on Shabbos night, means if you ate on Shabbos night, once you ate, you don't make Kiddush. You don't make Kiddush. What does it mean you don't make Kiddush? You'll wait to make Kiddush until the next day. What about Havdalah? What happens if you ate on Matzah Shabbos before Havdalah? Do we say, well, once you ate on Matzah Shabbos, that's it. You'll wait to take Havdalah tomorrow. I say that even if you ate on Matzah Shabbos, you still make Havdalah. For Ravasi, Ravasi said, Tam enomad. Ravasi said, no, Halacha if you ate on Matzah Shabbos, you wait, you wait to make Havdalah until Sunday. Rabbi Yirmiya bar Abba ikla bi Ravasi. So what's your Rabbi Yirmiya bar Abba? Listen to this. Went to the house of Ravasi. Ishtali, he forgot the Ta'im Midi. He forgot and he ate something Matzah Shabbos before Havdalah. Then afterwards, Havali Kasa, they gave him a cup of wine, Va'avdil, and he made Havdalah. So we'll say, so what happens? So what happens? So Amrle Devisu, so Rav Asi's wife said to him, Vahamar lo avatahi. She said, but the master does not conduct himself this way. This was the wife of Rav Asi talking to her husband. Right? The, she called him the master. Of course, this is what he says. It's normal. Right? So she said, right? So, so the, the, right? Mar, right? The master doesn't usually do this. So he says, Amrle, he said to his wife, Amrla, Shavke Krabesule, it's okay. Because Rabbi Yirmiya ultimately, again, is conducting himself according to his particular Rabbi So we'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up in with this with this discussion tomorrow about Tam Mekadesh, Tam Eino Mekadesh, Tam Mavdil, Tam Eino Mavdil. We're going to be continued tomorrow. Shkai Chavosayim.